welcome to the Your Turn podcast. My name is Cedric and I'm your host. In this podcast, we cover people that have made pivots in their career, in their life or in their health. We talk about the gut feel they had, the systems they used, we talk about their learnings. And today we talk with Jean-François Baudard. Jean-François started as a contractor, not as an entrepreneur, and only later started to call himself entrepreneur. In the conversation, we talk about the difference between working in your business and working on your business. We talk about the difficulties that many freelancers have when they sell themselves on the per hour. And also we talk about dating with yourself and the importance of having a coach. This and so much more you will hear in this podcast. I learned a lot from Jean-François, from Jeff, by the way. And he's a very systematic person, very enjoyable to talk to, and enjoy the podcast. Hello, Jean-François. Very, very welcome into the podcast of U-Turn. Thank you so much for your uh, um, interest in wanting to share your story. A uh, story about your pivot, uh, first of all, as a, from employee to an entrepreneur, and then we go a bit deeper into this. Uh, so um, maybe you can introduce yourself a bit. Thank you. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm very excited uh, to, to, to talk about this with you and, and share it with, with all your audience. Uh, so who am I? My name is uh, Jean-Francois uh, Baudard, but uh, almost everyone calls me Jeff. So please call me Jeff. Uh, it's fine by me. Um, I've been in sales, as we say, for all my career. I've always been working in sales. And, and my career now is, is over 22 years uh, long, so it's, it's, yeah. I, I'm in the middle of it, something like that. Um, and for the last 10 years, I've having my own company. Um, but two years ago, I made a switch and, and, and this is the switch. This is the turn that I made that we are going to talk about uh, today. Yes, exactly. And I have to call you Jeff. Eh? Exactly, Jeff. And um... you, you can choose. You can choose whatever feels best to you. But it's definitely fine to call me Jeff. And and you said a 22 years career. So um, probably eh, with the way things are going, you probably make some other uh, pivots. Uh, so then maybe it's a topic for another for another uh, podcast. Indeed. Great. Indeed. So. Um, let's maybe briefly go into the fact that, okay, you're an employee and then uh, something happened, you decided to step into the life of an entrepreneur. So what happened there and what was the reason for you to, to shift? Um, I, I, I like to tell that I've become an, an I, I didn't call myself an entrepreneur right away. Um, I, I just start by saying that I was working as an independent um, mm. because to me, an entrepreneur was, was something else than what I did in the past. And, and we are going to talk about it. But what did I do? It was uh, 2012. Um, I was already working for, for 12 years um, as, as an employee in sales. Um, and it, it, it didn't feel right anymore. I, I, I was the typical kind of guy who switched quite recently, quite often from, from assignments of project. I stayed within the same employers because I only had two employers in my life. So that's not very much, but I, I, I changed a lot of projects of, of, of uh, responsibilities and so on. Um, and to me, I was working as a consultant, although I was an employee. Um, and then at some point I decided to uh, make it like 
official being an employee, uh, uh, a consultant, an independent consultant. So to me, it was like more like a logical next step mm-hmm. than um, the the dream or, or or the desire to become an entrepreneur. That that was not the primary uh, idea I had. So I became an independent consultant, and I was. Like, like people say, consultant for hire, uh, I worked for, for several months, uh, project by project. Um, and this is what I did for, for, yeah. for eight, nine years uh, in a row. And you said it was a logical choice. Was there not a bit of a heart and a bit of an emotion? And... It, 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 it was a mix of, of a few things. And, and I think that the, the two main reasons were um, that... that feeling I always had inside of me of that I don't want to be playing by someone else's rules. I, mm-hmm. I was more someone who had uh, and still has his own methods, way of working and, and, and stuff like that. And you kind of feel after some years that it's it's not matchable anymore as being an employee. It's it's kind of hard of be having a strong mind and still being an employee at the same time. It's kind of, it was to me, it was a match that was becoming more and more difficult uh, by the years. And then a second reason is that um, yeah, working in Belgium, we have a very uh, specific uh, fiscality and, and financial structure as an employee. Um, and I was convinced and, 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 and it, it, it came to be the, the, real, the reality that I could get more personally from a financial point of view being an independent compared to being an employee. I was like more in charge of my own finances. Uh, so those two main drivers were the reason why I de- decided to, uh, to take the step. Yeah. And, and when you take the step, what's then uh, let, let us go back to the first day you took the step and then you started working as a consultant what makes it different and eh? because you had similar missions as an employee and then as a consultant what then for you made it feel that okay listen this is no my thing um and this is uh, what i'm building versus what i have been doing the previous uh, number of years the, the main reason the main difference to me um when I got my, my first assignment and, and the second, third, fourth, and, and so on, was that as soon as you market yourself as being an independent consultant, you are really seen as an expert. And the way you, the, 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 time, the kind of discussions that you have with, with, with clients and no longer employers um, are not the same. They, they truly see you as, yes, Jean-François, Jeff, we truly need you because we are stuck with this or that and, and we need your, uh, your, your eyes on it. We need your, your vision, your, your ambition, your drive to help us out. Um, this is for me a clear difference of doing basically the same yeah. when it comes from an operational point of view. I didn't do very different things as an independent consultant and being an employee. But the way that people looked at me, that changed uh, fundamentally in in the beginning. And it's only after some years that I did myself the same change that I I started to also see myself as an expert and not just an order taker of of some sort. Yeah. Okay. clear. And I really find it fascinating eh, because you had a good job. eh? It was something that you really liked. Uh, Maybe you were stuck in a box. 
there are so many people that have the same feeling. They like their job, they're stuck in the box, and then they don't make the, the jump to become an, an entrepreneur, to become a real outside expert. What would you say to those people that are like maybe hesitating? Listen, I'm here in the golden cage. I make a lot of money. I have a nice car. Da, 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 da. And those reasons, right? I have a mortgage, kids versus, okay, when is the time to jump? And what would you say to them? There is no real ideal time to jump. Um, or, or maybe one when you are at that age that you still live with your parents and have no obligations at all, yeah. then yes, it's the best time to jump. Why? Because you don't have any financial responsibilities of, 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 of whatever. But maybe then you are too young to start as an entrepreneur. And, and, and even that, uh, I, I beg to defer sometime. But, but to people that, that were in the same situation as I was, eh? in, in a comfortable employee situation, and, and you have a good job, good salary, and so on, um, what I'm always saying that becoming an independent consultant, as, 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 as I became, is to me, and still is, the most easy way to start a business. Why? Because the financial investments that you have to make to start as an, an, an entrepreneur, to, to start as a business owner, is almost zero. I mean, basically, you need a car, you need a laptop, a cell phone, a good pair of brains, and that's it. You don't have to invest in, in some kind of, of A-plus location on, yeah. on the big main road of the city. True. You don't have to invest in stock, in resources, in whatsoever. It's an almost um, risk-less step um, that you're taking, plus we all know, and, and especially in Belgium, but I, I, I know outside, it is the same situation that people who are selling knowledge, basically, because this is what we do, we, we, we have knowledge, we have an expertise, and we sell our knowledge uh, and our expertise, we will always have a job, because the knowledge and expertise that we have is something that is clearly needed in the market, because mm -hmm. um, all companies need salespeople, all companies need need financial uh, info, need people, HR-related uh, expertise. Yeah, so people exactly. that are in that, that knowledge business, such as you and I, we will always have opportunities. The, the main difference is you have, one, to spot the opportunities and to jump on it. That's maybe the most difficult part in, in, in the jump that, 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 that I did. Um, is, is really see the opportunity, see further than, okay, I need a VAT number, I need a car, I will have a lot of costs and my wife is not happy because I don't have a paycheck not uh, next month. You have to look through that because compared to all the other kinds of, of entrepreneurs out there, we have no risk. It's not like I'm 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 building Tesla from from the ground up. It's not that I'm building some kind of rocket that I want to launch to space. No, I'm just want to rent my brains to someone else who is willing to pay enough for yeah. it to 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 make it happen. And that's not that hard to yeah, be honest. Clear. Yeah, clear. And then when you decide to jump, and I think that's also important. You don't just uh, start and hey. Um, I'm now an entrepreneur, people will come to me. 
what type of systems? How did you prepare? How did you start reaching out? So maybe can you walk us through this? Basically, to me, it was kind of um, for, for, for a lot of years, I because I, did, I took the decision, certainly in the beginning, and that's a change that I made recently. But in the beginning, I was really working full time for one client at a time. So I, I did the same as, as a typical consultant, even though you are an employee, but you are a consultant. You're working for several months in a row for one client or on one project. That's what I did for years. So what, what were the steps that I took? Basically, it's my network. Reach out to the people that you know, um, because you will always have opportunities within that, that, that first degree of connections that you have, former employers, former colleagues, former suppliers, and so on. Just talk to people and say, hey, um, I made a change in my career. I started a company and I help people doing this. So I help companies doing that. Just by sharing what you do helps a lot. And then you have the second kind of actions that you can take and and now it's even more easier than 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 10 12 years ago it's 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 make a profile on on several uh, marketplaces platforms and and specialized websites yeah. that can help you find assignments there uh, you have staffing agencies you have marketing agencies you have marketplaces if you have again a, a good set of, of brains and you're willing to work and you have that drive that's needed, again, the, the, the possibilities of getting the right ass assignments are, are almost endless. Of course, it starts with you. You have to be the one that's, that's taking the initiative. Yeah. Um, but if you have a good network and you have good relations with, with those specialized offices and agencies out there, that's, again, an easy step to take. It's not like having to prospect like crazy and stuff like that. It's just building a network and, and, and continuously maintain that network that helped me mm -hmm. um, a lot even now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you have a lot of knowledge. And a key thing, I think, in, especially in, in the beginning, is to find your niche and to focus in. Uh, well, if you look at sales or if you look at entrepreneurship or you know, your neighbors the bucket is always bigger than you think it is so how did you diverse, diversify versus the others how did you say okay this is my position this is what i will sell and at the same time this is what i want to do and especially not now yeah the, i mean this is also something that that's that's evolving through the years um i started to um yeah, sell my time to put it basically um to within the, the the niche i was already working in i worked for years in into real estate um so to me i had it it, it, it was kind of logic that i reached out to other companies within the same uh industry yeah. to say hey i'm doing basically the same i'm just not an employee anymore i'm an independent consultant i can help you do some business development mix of sales marketing to develop your business to help you sell your your, your properties basically that that was my pitch my only pitch and the niche i had back then was business development for the real estate industry okay. um and then after a while i tried to broaden my horizons and 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 was trying to see okay what other kind of industries um could be interesting to me 
Um, and then I reached out to other industries that I had experience with, which were the real estate, uh, after the real estate, the human resources um, and the staffing industry, uh, because I worked for six years in, 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 in that uh, industry as well. And that was the first uh, enlargement of my niche that I, I, I did. And then I tried to discover also new industries that I didn't know, uh, for instance, marketing. Um, I, I, I wasn't really active in that industry, but I had the opportunity to have some, some business development assignment within the marketing field. And it was also interesting. And then at some point I saw that it was okay to me to have like this broad niche when it comes to industry, but the expertise I had was starting to get more and more clear in, in what I did. So yeah. my niche is not necessarily about I'm only working in this industry. I'm kind of working in a lot of industries. But what I do specifically it was getting by the years in the beginning quite naturally. And then it was uh, it was a, a real step and a decision I make to only be focusing on that specifically. It was about the, the, the launch phase when it comes to new services and new products. Uh, that was really my cup of tea. Uh, I liked working in launch phase, launching new products, okay. launching yeah. new services, make yeah. this market fit analysis and, and stuff like that. I wasn't interested in doing the same pitch over and over and over again, which is fine if you like doing it, then by all means do that because you also need people who actually sell um, products and services. Yeah, but true. my expertise is more in that pre-phase, uh, how to find the right niche, define the niche, uh, how to prospect, are we going to do LinkedIn, are we going to do email, cold calling or a mix of whatever, find that, that, that market product fit, market service fit, um, sees if it's working and once it's worked, um, once it is working, then you need like this sales rep kind of, of roles that are continuously pitching yeah. and, and selling and growing. And then you also have account managers who have to maintain the good relationships yeah. with existing clients. These are all yeah. sales roles, but there is a huge difference between all those profiles within the whole sales cycle that I started to uh, specialize myself in that pre-launch kind of, of, of phase. Okay. And right now you are also in the midst of a pivot in changing your business model. Huh? So you have your, your product, your offering. Yeah. When did you decide to do this? And uh, what, was, was, there, was there a reason for it? Yes. The, I'm going to start about when, Ali, Again, this is something that has to grow uh, in, in your head. It's not the kind of decision that you can take from, from one day to another. Uh, and it, to me, it didn't feel like that. It's something that, that was present for some months and years until at some point you have to say, I have to do it. Um, and, and, and the period, I can be very short on it. It was just before Corona, uh, before COVID. So it was not the ideal time to do it, but I did it anyway, and I'm glad I did uh, two years later, almost three years later. But the reasons behind, basically, there are two main reasons why I, I, I wanted and needed to, to change. The, the wanted to change was 
to um, was a more financial reason. I had the impression that I was at my top. By, by that I mean if you are paid by the hour or by the day, to be honest, if you work eight hours a day um, and if you work like 200 or 220 uh, days um, uh, a year, that's it. I mean, yeah. you, can, you cannot, yeah, you could sell 16 hours a day, but I don't think it would last long. Um, you could say, okay, I'm working uh, 364 days a, a year, but also that is not something that you could do for a long time. So for some years in a row, I knew exactly this year I'm going to earn X. Not X and a bit, no, yeah. X. That was it. That that was my, my limit. And I wanted to 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 scale somehow to earn more money. And and I know that that in Belgium it's not not an easy thing to say because people say, look how greedy you are. You want to get a lot of money. It's not about getting a lot of money. It just earning more than what I did for years. So that was the one reason. And to become scalable. Was, huh? Yes, I, I wanted to scale my income. And mm -hmm. for that, I was looking for ways to make it happen. Um, and, and the second reason was more uh, um, a, from content point of view, by working by the hour, you are kind of um, almost uh, not obliged, but but you feel it, it feels comfortable. That's the word I was looking for. It feels comfortable to stay as long as possible with one client because, you know, the longer I'm staying there, the less financial um, questions I have to ask myself. Um, but it didn't feel right to me anymore. I, I, I wasn't made to stay as long as possible within one client or, or working on one project. It, it, it was more and more the, 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 the other uh, sides of it that I wanted. I wanted to make it happen as quickly as possible, as good as possible, obviously. But I wasn't um, interested in staying full time for months at one client. And the combination of those two made me rethink my business because you cannot sell a service by the hour and at the same time say, I want to be to leave here as quickly as possible because yeah. otherwise you are undermining yourself and your own business. So I had to rethink my offering, rethink my 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 way I, I communicated to, to clients about what I do, yeah. what I don't do. Um, and, and this is the, the switch that I made uh, in, yeah. in, in 2020. I, I, had, I, had, I had a similar uh, thing a couple of years back when I was working as consultant, similar year trade, uh, projects of a year. And then um, at a certain moment, you're doing operational stuff rather than consulting stuff. And you yeah. drive that mm -hmm. into this. And, and for the customer, it's not interesting because you become too expensive for the operational tasks that you are doing versus what they initially hired and you for. you're not bringing the same kind of value that, exactly. that, 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 you, that you did in, in, in the first few weeks, months of, of the project. So it's not, it's not a healthy uh, situation to, 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 to stay in it, not for you, but also not for the client. And, and, and that's why, to me, it didn't feel right anymore. I was getting frustrated with myself uh, to, to, to keep on working like that. And, and because I, I, I know that I still have like 20-ish years to go, I had to change something because I knew I couldn't keep on doing this for, 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 for two decades. Yeah. It, it was nearly impossible. Yeah. And, and then how did you start again with this? And the idea is, is absolutely brilliant eh? to make yourself scalable. Again, there, there are a number of choices that you can make. What choices, choices did you make in the beginning? 
But in the beginning, I made some bad choices. Um, I was into, I thought it was just a matter of being more active on the prospection point of view. Yeah. I was like, okay, I uh, needed one or two clients per year. And that was my, my whole uh, calendar was full. Uh, I want to work on one specific part of the, the, the process. So I just need more clients, period. So I didn't change anything, just the number of contacts that I had with my clients. And I thought this would be enough. No, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. because the, the way that I sell my, 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 my services now are not anymore a time and material um, process. It's not like I'm going to work full time for you and we are going to work on this with the ambition of getting that result that, that was finished. That was not longer possible anymore to sell it that way. So the, 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 I learned the hard way, which is a good thing, but I realized that my whole offering, my whole, um, I, my website, my LinkedIn profile, the way I interacted with people, the way I, I had to price my services, I had to change it all, basically. Yeah, sure. That's why I always say, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a company owner for over 10 years now, but it's only for that two years that I truly see myself as an entrepreneur. I just, I was an independent consultant, but now I dare to say I'm an entrepreneur because I really have to think of, of product market fit and, 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 and I have to build systems and, and I have to build some kind of predictability in, 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 in having enough contacts with enough prospects to make sure that I had enough deals and, and I had to build on my own KPIs. I was okay to build KPIs and systems for clients. This is what I did, but I wasn't, Ali, it, 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 it didn't work right away for building it to me. Ali, yeah. it's kind of the dog is the worst patient and, and, and stuff like that. And, and because yes, you are so into delivering something to clients that you're not working on yourself. And, and, and this is the main mistake I made is that I thought it was an easy switch to do. But I totally forgot the basics, which was working on my business and not only working in my business. In, and yeah, this yeah. took some months to realize. Yeah, yeah I, I wrote them down. I have so many questions. So uh, fire you, away. Yes, you, you, you could do it all by yourself. You could also yeah. work with um, coaches to guide you, maybe people that are a few years uh, ahead. Yeah. Did, did you work with a coach? Yeah, I, 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 um, I wasn't very keen on the idea in the beginning, but it's my wife that, that saw that I was kind of um, in the knob, as we say in Dutch. Um, I, 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 I didn't find the answer. I, I, I couldn't find the, the, the puzzle. I, I didn't see the solution. Um, and then she said, okay, you should contact uh, a coach. She knew someone and, and I contacted her and... Um, I explained my struggle basically, um, and I was very skeptical in the beginning, like a uh, business coach and, 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 and stuff like that. So like, like all those misconceptions that you have about, yeah. 
uh, those, those guru-like uh, situations, but she really helped me out. She didn't help me from um, a process or a system point of view, and because that was not her, her niche, but she, she helped me to basically see things that were present, but I didn't see myself. Yeah. Um, to give you an example, um, I was the classic case of imposter syndrome, which was, okay, I, I kind of know that I'm good in what I do because I've, I've been doing it for, for 15 plus years, but I was also in the same place like, yes, but what I do, anyone can do, or what I say, anyone knows it. It's, it's like, it's common sense. So mm -hmm. why should people pay me to teach them things instead of just do it for them? Yeah. Um, and I was clearly in that done for you um, kind of work. Let, let me like, explain me what I need to do and I will do it. That was my business model. Yeah. And, and she helped me to find, um, to, to find within myself in the first place and in the second place in how to translate it, uh, to communicate it to others. It's like, okay, I do have stuff to share um, and only not only random stuff, but valuable stuff that can help people because yeah. it is not common sense. It is to me because throughout the years um, I made it logical to me and, and to you, it would it, it would be logic as well because both of us are, are within that that sales um, mm -hmm. roles. But you, you have Ali, I had to understand that not every entrepreneur is a sales expert. Yeah, not sure. not not every marketing team knows what's KPI and sales KPIs are and 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 the again the list is is endless. And and this is the first thing that 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 she helped me with. And the second thing that she helped me with was dare to step outside of my comfort zone and and show myself show my face uh, by video by content and then whatever and she helped me um through those first weeks months of of content creation and 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 try to show yourself as as a thought leader or, or whatever how you want to call it but but dare to show yourself that was the thing that she helped me and once I start doing that, then it started to work. And, and then I was like, yes, it works. Uh, I can make it happen. And then it's about to, to keep the machine going. As I always say, once you know how it works, you have to put fuel in it that, that it's not yeah. stopping and, 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 and it continues to work. And, and these are the things that, that I, I try to educate myself in with, with, with trainings, coaches, mentors. I, I have yeah. a broad variety. Of, 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 of help. I'm still doing it alone now. So by that, I mean, I, I'm by, if I can put that way, help in, in the form of trainings, coachings and, and mentoring. But from operational point of view, I'm still doing everything myself. This would be the next step for this year to start to delegate some things because you cannot, Ali, you cannot keep on doing everything by yourself. Technically, yeah. it's possible. Yeah. It's not that it's a hard thing to do, but you have to make some choices. And and these are the new things of entrepreneurship that I'm discovering bit by bit. Yeah, great. And um, for me, it's amazing how 
working with the coach can really accelerate uh, your business. And so few people are still recognizing this and just said, uh, they, they, they are hesitating a bit. Would I need a coach? Oh, it's only a lot of fluff, but it really accelerates making decisions, bringing in systems and learning from the experience of uh, those people. So, yeah. And, and then, what's really mm -hmm. important uh, is that you have, I mean, to me, the most difficult thing when, when working with coaches besides getting over the idea, do I need a coach or not? Uh, because this is the first burden. Um, the second thing that you have to be very aware of is choosing the right uh, coach. Um, and I'm not talking on, on the personal match, because yes, this plays a role as well. But um, you have to work with a coach that is, yes, one or two stages um, yeah. further within the evolution, but not 10 steps away. Um, it's like those things that you see a lot. Okay, how can I scale my business from 5K to 10K a month? Or how can I scale my business from 10K to, let's say, 50K a month? If you are at 2K a month, for instance, don't work with a coach that will help you to scale to 50K. Because the gap between where you are now and what the coach can do with you it's way too big. You have to build it up and say, okay, now I'm at 2K a month, uh, for instance. I want to go to a 5K steady uh, every month. Choose a coach that is working on how to grow from 2K to 5K a month. And yeah, then great. you try to find another kind of help to grow from 5 to 10, 10 to 20, and so on, and so on. Um, and this is also something that 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 you have to... Yes, experience yourself. It's good to get motivated by those big coaches and gurus who are working like 1 million euro every month. Yes, be inspired by them, but don't pay them if you're still at 2K a month. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it won't work. It, it's it won't too work. far. Yeah. Or even when they were at the 2K or the 5K, Times have changed again in those five or 10 or 15 years. Yeah. So it's a completely different situation. Yeah. So you and... really have to break it down in, in, in milestones. Eh? Mm -hmm. And we as mm -hmm. salespeople, we like working in milestones. Um, and, and you have to figure out in milestone if, if you have like 50K a year now and your first target would be to, to double it. Okay, look for a coach who recently, and by recently I mean one, two years ago, made that happen for yeah. himself or for herself yeah. and don't go nice. to a coach who was already at, at 1 million and, and, and a team of 10 people because his reality and your reality is not the same. You're too far from each other to understand how it works. It's, it's, yeah. it's not working. Anymore. Great advice, great learning. And then the, after this, we spoke, uh, we spoke a bit about the systems. What are for uh, you a few key systems that you're daily using that you have maybe adjusted and fine-tuned and that, that really worked for you? Um, the, 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 the main system I'm using now is um, LinkedIn, obviously. Um, LinkedIn to me, um, because I'm, I'm, I'm I need to, to quote the niche, I'm into those, those B2B service selling solutions. So LinkedIn is, is kind of obvious if you are in, in that kind of, of work. Um, and I use LinkedIn on the daily basis. In the beginning, it was trial and error, of course, but now I have a clear system in um, 
one, I worked on my profile, two, I, I, I do think about my contents and, and, and how to use call to actions and call to responses and, and stuff like that and how to entertain my followers, to put it that way. Um, but next to that, uh, it was important to me to have also an outreach system. How mm -hmm. can I make sure that I have enough um, sales calls uh, on a weekly basis to make sure that I have enough deals, enough clients, enough revenue? Because this is, you have to, to reverse engineer it. Okay, I need 10K a month or 20K a month. I'm selling services of 2K pieces. I, I, I'm just yeah. inventing it. That means that you need to do 10 deals every month if you have a conversion rate of one out of four that I, and so on and so on and so yeah, on. So true. you have to calculate for yourself how much calls uh, with new potential uh, prospects and fitting the target audience that you defined uh, do I need on a weekly basis. And this is my process. It's really okay. I'm going to outreach to people, I'm going to have a conversation with them, uh, which is within a strict, it is personalized, but still within a very strict way of uh, of, of converting. Um, and I invite them to, to uh, a call. Um, in the call, I have a specific way to have my calls. I have like this, when people book the call, they have like to answer some questions, give me an idea of what their current state is, what, what their, their big wish dream is and also I'm, I'm kind of prepared. And then so that system was the first I had to build really okay. I contact with Cedric. Why am I contacting with Cedric? I'm sending in a first and maybe a second message. I'm trying to convince him by sharing value to have a call with me. Mm -hmm. What do I want to know about Cedric and his business? to make the link to what I am selling, because it's about selling. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. nice to have a conversation with you, but let's be honest, in the end, we are here to make some business. Um, and, and, and what do I need to ask and how to follow? So that's, mm -hmm. it took me some months, uh, but now I have this strict, not rigid, strict, but, but I know what my process is. Um, and then the next stage um, of, of, of the system, and this is also something that's, that's on my to-do list for this year, is how to go further than only the one-on-one the -on -one connections I'm making with people. So I'm, I'm thinking about um, SEO, I'm thinking about uh, maybe ads and, and stuff like that to go further than that first degree connections that I'm building. Um, to accelerate the amount of, of contacts I have on, on, on a weekly or daily basis. So this is also something you have to try, you have to test, see what works and how it works. And once it's working, you have to put it in a system. Uh, it's the same with freebies, it's, it's the same with, with, with email sequences and stuff like that. At some point, for, for small businesses or one-man companies, you have to put it in systems that's, that's working for you. Why? For two reasons, predictability uh, for, for one reason. And the second reason is you have to put it in a system because you have to automate it a bit. Because if you do it all manually, in the end, you only do prospecting activities for the whole week and you're not delivering the services that you yeah. sold. So you have to, 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 to test, systemize, and then if possible, automize uh, as uh, to automate as much as possible. 
Yeah, uh, and, and a lot of your systems are really outbound driven. Eh? So I see yeah, LinkedIn profile content, then your outreach system. Um, and then uh, once you're looking at an SEO, SEA, um, so do you have internal systems to make sure that your organization is running? You said, okay, you, you might start delegating. I assume you need to uh, write down the systems to build up as well. So what core systems for you make sure that your business keeps running? How, the, the, this is something that I'm in the middle of the process, so it's not there yet. Um, but in fact, what um, I'm, I, I start doing it and I read a book about it and the name, uh, I, I don't remind the name by now, but it's all about you have to map all the activities within your company, even though you are a solopreneur or a one man company, you have to write down everything that happens within your company. You have to send an email, you have to send an invoice, you have to, to, to fill in your VAT obligations, everything, write it down um, to track the time in it uh, to see really, is this something I, as a CEO of my own company, should do myself? Does it bring value to my company or not? Or is it something I should delegate? And then you start making lists and, and then you have to, 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 to not only track time so how much time does this task take um, then you have the second how much what's the cost related to this task and the second it's how well what is the information that some someone strange to your company needs to know and needs to have to make it for you um, and, and this is what I'm doing now. I'm mapping everything down to, okay, uh, my VAT, my CRM, everything uh, is, is mapped out because then I will be able to say, okay, you can start prioritize the things that you want to, 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 uh, to delegate. To give an example, the first thing that I already know now what I'm going to delegate is all the things about the, 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 the editing part around the content, uh, both audio, video and written okay. content. Yeah. Um, I'm good in writing it down and I'm, I'm very comfortable behind the video, but I like editing videos, but it takes me way too much time, yeah. which is not productive. Um, and, and now I know what I do maybe in, in 30 minutes, of editing, a real specialist would do in way less, which means that in 30 minutes he could do two or three videos and I can only do one. And then it's up to make, take, put it in the balance. Eh? How much does it cost to, 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 to delegate this task? Let's say one or 200 euros. Um, and, and imagine that that hour or two, I could invest in a paid customer how much will it bring? And, and if it brings more than what it costs, then it should be a no-brainer. Okay, you have to have exactly. the money to pay those people. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I can uh, throw it all away. But this is an exercise that you should do that you know, okay, once I'm at that stage, this is the first task I'm going to, to delegate. And, and the yeah. why and the how should already be mapped. It's all about, okay, now I have this financial buffer to make it um, possible to delegate those tasks. And this is what I'm writing down now. And the other side of, of delegating would be, again, outreach based. How can I have people that help me 
within my outreach activities because I explained that I'm very active on LinkedIn, which is a fantastic tool, but there are some limits on LinkedIn, such as 100 clients a, a, a week, which can be a lot for people who are not working on LinkedIn, but it's not a lot. <laughs> 100 contacts yeah, a week true. on LinkedIn, it's, it's on the low side. Uh, and if you want to scale your revenue, you have to scale your contacts, you have to scale your prospect and so on and so on and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah correct. And then and the systems, they can go very deep. How do you make time to think about your business? So how do you work on your business? How do you think strategically? I learned to block a time in my calendar. Um, I have dates with myself, as I call it myself. Um, and, and it's also called that way in my calendar, date with me. Uh, and, and then um, what I do is, because I'm someone who has a lot of ideas and, 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 and I, I constantly think of 1001 things at the same time. So I learned to, to have always books and notes with me and, 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 and stuff like that. So when I have uh, ideas about working on my business, I put it in, in, in a dedicated folder, which is called date with me. And then when I have my hour or two hours with myself, uh, and, and suddenly I kind of feel that it sounds kind of strange to have time with myself. Okay. Nevertheless. Um, and, and then I take all those items that I put it in the folder and I start working on it. Um, I, 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 I map it out, um, I, I, I let it sink, I rethink about it, uh, and then I start to put it in, in some kind of project plannings that once a specific task is, is fully mapped, uh, both on the content side as on the, the, the financial side, then I put it in like a, a priority list, okay, I'm going to delegate this to that person and that would be the cost. Um, and then I, I building those financial buffers to make it happen. Yeah. How many dates with yourself you do per year, per month? <laughs> I have once every two weeks. All right. Okay. Yeah. It's like, wow. It varies between two and four hours. Uh, but every two weeks I have to, uh, to do this. Um, that's the, let, let's say the, the, the plant, um, moments of course i have some other moments with with my coach because i i, I i'm still having a coach with which i'm i um also talking about working on my business i have also my my accountant meeting which is two to uh, every two months so i have multiple moments to mm -hmm. to think and and about my business and working on my business but i learned that if you just think about it and don't take a moment to work on it, it, it it's just becoming an endless list of to do's yeah. which which you don't work on it's out of your mind because you wrote it down somewhere but you don't do anything with it and this is something i had to learn also is yeah. is do something with it and, and not and, just and say this could be nice and how do you prioritize and when you have ideas you can have 20 different ideas that maybe all pull you in different directions. So how do you prioritize? But then it's, it's about uh, thinking about the impact. Eh? What, what would be the impact of the, the one idea be, be, be before the other? Um, to give you an example, um, 
having someone who is um, who would be editing my videos would be higher um, on the list than compared to writing an ebook from scratch. Yeah. Why? Because writing an ebook from scratch is something that could be interesting, but now it's not clear enough which direction I want to be and, and how long it would be. So I know this is something more like a long-term goal to have something. And, and having someone or hiring someone to edit my content is something I need now. And this is one of the possibilities to, to, to understand what should be a priority or not. Next to that, you also have to think about the impact. What would be the impact on my business? Uh, what would be the impact on my revenue? And, and, and it goes without a saying that the things that have a positive impact on, on, on business and revenue should be higher on, on, on the priority list than things that are more nice to have without specific uh, uh, things to say, let's say, a new photo shoot or a new website, yes, nice to have, but that that as alone is not something that would have an immediate impact on my day-to-day -day business. But having someone that us that is helping me do some outreach on LinkedIn, for instance, yes, this yeah. will have a clear impact on my business. Okay, okay. So now we've been going deep into the systems, deep into the why. Uh, uh, talking about your dates, yeah. On the personal side, on on your uh, well-being side, how you make sure that uh, you stay sane, and um, how do you handle any stress? Can you talk a bit more about this? Yeah, um, I have to say that I was more stressed before the the turn that I made. So 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 before uh, COVID, than 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 now. Um, why? Because before I made that turn, I was really stuck in that well, bore out, burn out kind of situations where I didn't get any energy out of what I was doing for my clients. It was just, let's go to job feeling mm -hmm. and nothing more, nothing less. So it, it was stressful because it didn't feel right anymore. And, and you are kind of that, 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 that vicious circle of, 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 of more negative thoughts and, and stuff like that, which have implications on, on, on the family side and, and stuff like that. Um, now that I made the switch, I feel way more energized, which means that, yes, I do still have stress and rush, but not these negative things about uh, stress. It's not that I have these negative thoughts and bore out and burnout kind of, 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 of feelings. Um, now I also have the luxury um, to not be, uh, I don't have to work from Monday to Friday from eight to, to five or to six, whatever, Clear. Yeah. because I'm no longer charging by the hour or charging by the day. That means that I'm not saying that I'm never working because that would be <laughs> some fluffy idea of I don't have to work, but still get a lot of money. I, I don't see how it could work. Maybe if you have the secret, please share it. But but from now, it's still not <laughs> solved yet, that puzzle. But I, I, I work differently. 
which means that um, to give you one concrete example before I was never able to bring my kids to school or get them from school uh, because I was always working um, and now I always go I mean, four days out of five I'm the one who will bring and get the children from home nice. which means that I have to learn to work differently um, I have more my SME clients, um, which I work with during the day, uh, trainings, workshops, implementation, whatever. Um, but they know that, let's say around 2, 3 uh, p.m., I'm going to stop because I'm going to get my kids. And, 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 and they know it. And basically, they don't mind because they don't pay me by the hour. So it's not their business, basically. Um, but then, um, after spending some time with the kids, uh, homework and, 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 and hobbies and stuff like that, I'm still having some hours of work after the hours. Um, I have to, I, I work differently, not less, not more, neither, but I had to work differently, um, which made it more uh, pleasurable to work, uh, more comfortable. Um, I also have the possibility thanks to COVID, to be working more remote. Um, mm -hmm. I think I was a typical example of a sales guy who was driving like 50,000 uh, kilometers uh, every year and, and more in the car than somewhere else. And I think the last two years, I maybe drove like five, 6,000 kilometers. Um, I'm more effective. Uh, yeah. I'm more productive. Um, so it's it's a combination of the change in the business that I made plus I think the global change that we all made those last two years that made it for me more easy to work. Um, but I still have moments that uh, are filled with stress and 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 luckily I can I I, I can talk about it with 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 my wife basically, which mm -hmm. is my number one supporter. Uh, I have some colleague entrepreneurs that I can talk to and 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 and, and ventilate some frustrations that yeah, I sometimes yeah. have with, with, with clients <laughs> or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, we have like this WhatsApp group with some people that that um, can really say what we think about a specific client and we know that it stays within that group. Um, and, and it does kind of feel yeah, it's it's nice you have like this 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 I won't call it a community because it's just four or five friends that I have, but we made that deal that in that group we can say whatever we want, how we want it to vent yeah. a bit. And, and, and yes, you, you try to figure it out, but I have to admit, to me, stress was never related to the amount of work I had or the, 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 the hours I worked. Um, I'm very resilient when it comes to that. Uh, to me, stress was more related to having energy or not, uh, yeah. or getting energy out of the work I did. And, and to me, that's the clear conclusion I can make for myself, that previously I, I had zero energy uh, and a lot of stress. And now I have a ton of energy and, and, and almost zero stress. Yeah, and you shifted your job and you make much more impact while having less stress. So it sounds like an ideal combination. Yes, and, 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 and 
I'm not saying that that it will work for everyone. Eh? To, to to be honest, what what was also because I'm 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 I maybe let it sound like it's all perfect and 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 ideal. It is not. Uh, to give you one example that I had to learn uh, to 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 accept that it can happen that. In, in the previous situation I was, I knew exactly how much I would earn every month because it was always the same. Now I have moments that I did some miscalculations. Ooh, ooh next month I don't have it. Okay, so you have other, is that stress maybe, um, but it's not always perfect. You have to see your business differently you won't have like this stable income of 10 15 20k whatever you 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 are earning as a classic consultant that is paid by the day or by the hour um sometimes i have my 30k and then i have 5k and then so you have to 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 know how to cope with that 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 yeah. that fluctuation but it, that but it's not have. a scratch ticket huh it's not a scratch ticket. No. There is still some control, and and yes, yes. you're still you're still pivoting. Why? Because you have these these systems that 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 will help you. Um, you you can have bad months. Why? Because you were not uh, working with your A game. That means that that you didn't close as much as you were used to. But thanks to having systems and having processes and and having a specific method uh to work on you know that it's just a bad moment you know that it's not a bad deal it's not yeah. a bad business it's not a bad system it's just a bad month and that's okay but and and you have to again look at it at, at as a midterm long-term uh kind of thing you have to look at it as as how much bad months did you have and how much good to very good months did you have mm -hmm. and and if the balance is is more leaning towards the good and very good months okay then there is no problem yeah yeah yeah, yeah good sounds great so um jeff we are at the end of the podcast and i have uh, three questions that i would like to ask uh, every guest so the first one so if you look back now the the at your job the last two years what do you wish you had done differently? Um, working with with Ali, working on the business from day one. Uh, that means that that not realizing after six months that I had to change some things. That starting starting with the best way from day one, which were redesigning my business directly and not assuming that it will go well. Day night with Jeff from day one. Huh? Yeah, All right. indeed. And the second question. So do you have a book or a podcast that inspires you and that, that helps you forward? And which one is this? Yes, I have the book uh, from a common uh, person that we all have is uh, or, or Dear Friend Michael, which is a, a good book. Um, and, and, and the other book that I'm using to, when I start to think of business and how to attract people to, 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 to lead, to buy uh, products or services that I'm selling, it's the Expert Secrets, From uh, which Brunson. is a very good book when it comes to think of systems behind yeah. 
getting clients and getting deals and, and getting dates, uh, getting appointments with clients. So these are the, the, the two books the, that I have um, from the podcasts. Oh, I, I, I have several uh, podcasts. Um, when it comes to more like the business things, I'm more leaning towards books. Uh, to me, podcasts are more like to when I'm alone in the car, I'm, I'm, when I'm taking a walk, I like to listen to podcasts to change my mind. Um, but I like the the, the, the podcast of uh, Peter Snauwer, PS Grow, uh, is one of yeah. the, 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 the podcasts slash YouTube channels that I fancy a lot. Um, and then I have two uh, podcasts that I really enjoy, but that's not business related, which is Welcome to the AA with uh, Alex Agnew, which is a comedian in Belgium who invites random guests, uh, but it's uh, really interesting. And then, and, and, and that's my, my, my geeky, nerdy uh, background. Uh, I like the podcast, which is called Nerdland, uh, which okay. is Flemish scientists slash comedians that are talking every month about what happens within the science and technology community for the last month. And, and it is right. very, yeah, it's a comedian's uh, vibe, but interesting facts at the same time. Okay, well, interesting. Um, I'm gonna put down those titles uh, in, the, in the description below for the, for the people that listen. Then the last question is, um, either the first pivot or the second pivot, according to you, when is this time to pivot? And what can you advise to the audience? Um, whenever your gut feeling tells you that something is going on, but you cannot put a finger on it, then it's time to rethink uh, and, and, and probably pivot um, some way. When it was from going from employee to independent and uh, what it's once when, when it was about changing from consultant to more entrepreneur, um, it all started with a feeling that 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 told me that change was needed, uh, and mm. this is the time you have to change and 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 don't delay. I mean, you can you can try to delay it for a bit, but but. If you see that that feeling stays or is becoming louder and louder, then it's time to change and to pivot. Great. Thank you. Great advice again. Thank you, Jeff, for uh, an amazing yeah. insight in your business, your working, your systems. It was my pleasure. Uh, too much to, to uh, say right now. Um, and I hope uh, the audience had a great time as well. So um, wish you best of luck with building up your systems, delegating and growing. And uh, we stay in touch. Thank you.